Hello there. You have stumbled upon the Terribly Vexed podcast. The fellas have been expecting you. Please prepare to have your mind blown squarely out of your ass. Be sure to set your motherfucker to receive. Enjoy the show. So this is episode 13. Just want to start start right now. All right. We're back. Terribly Vex podcast episode number 13 with me Justin and me Josh. Josh, a lot going on in the world. We were just talking about it. It's been a few months, some things have been going down. <clears throat> yeah. Uh in uh, Europe over there. Like what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, what do you think about all that? What are your theories on the uh, Ukraine-Russian conflict? I've heard a few different things. Some things are like he's doing it for oil control, the European Union. They, they have the, Ukraine has the ports. You got uh, Ukraine wanting to be part of NATO, I guess. That, yep. And they, what? They're the only country surrounding Russia that isn't part of NATO or something like that. And if they become part then they're Russia's going to be completely surrounded so he's trying to take it while he can yeah which is weird because Something then if like you that. just you know theoretically take this country then you're again going to be bordering another country that is part of NATO again right i think so i think maybe he's just trying to get more more territory i i don't know how that makes any difference don't so. they have enough don't they have enough they, it is a large country but i guess it's all just like dead freezing cold as we're going to find out later permafrost yeah a <laughs> tundra yeah it's freezing cold yeah but like uh i don't know it's maybe it's just theatrics maybe it's just more theatrics it's amazing yeah. how fast the pandemic has sort of left the <laughs> i was just gonna say i haven't heard a thing about covid well like you said in the uh, text to me uh what last week or something that's so 2021 it, re- it really is it's old news now old hat yeah it's almost like it's uh one crisis to the next. Yep. You know. Yep. One psyop to the next, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I got this little little fella I work with. He's terrified. He's twenty. He just turned twenty, and he's terrified that he's going to get drafted. He's worried. He's actually scared. He said, "By this time next week, I'm going to be on a bus to Russia." <laughs> That's how he said it. And we all laughed at him. Probably not. You don't think so? You don't think this is going to be a world war? Uh. Thing. You know. They like to they like to kill off the serfs, the peasants every once in a while, keep us occupied. That is true. Keep us hating each other. It's weird to me that how you can just like how easily it is for like so you got like uh you know theoretically you got Putin is actually, you know, calling all the shots at Russia, right? He's the main man. Yeah. And you can just uh sort of get people riled up into a fervor and just say, I want you to go invade this country now and and we all just, not we, not us, but, well, we do it too. <laughs> yeah. We do it a lot. Yeah. Uh, coup d'etats. We like, you know, covert action. We like to do it those those sorts of ways with our intelligence mm-hmm. agencies. But you just get people to do these things. Like, ah, eh, just go invade that country. And then they just go and do it. Yeah. Like, you could just say, no, we don't want to do it. You think so? Sure. I mean, it, it seems that easy. Everybody seems you to think like, it could be... You know, military, there's a chain of command, but yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I know exactly. No, we don't want to. We don't want to do that. Yeah. But, but then they you, do. And you see all these videos, though, like on, like what we were talking about on Reddit, 
videos galore, and every time you see the or one of the Russian soldiers captured, they're crying their eyes out. They're like, oh, "Yeah, they're no, just, I don't you know. know. I don't want to be here either. I don't. I don't <laughs> that's what. Stop that's, yelling at me. Assuming like you yeah. know a lot of those videos. Assuming this isn't like uh, a person with a Russian uniform on pretending to be a Russian soldier. You have to understand on Reddit, you know, it's a shithole. There's a lot of uh, how dare you? A lot of propaganda on there. Yeah. A lot of bullshit. I mean, I always wonder about those videos. It's the same, you know, until I see them like really sock them across the face or something, you know, to prove yeah. that <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, it's that's the guy. They really captured that guy. I saw a video. Or they just cut his head off, and I'm, you know, that's probably him. Yeah. That's probably real. You see his his eyes go lifeless like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. I was watching a video though. I've never seen a person get like actually like with a with the butt of an AK forty seven get it to the head like they do in the movies and they're just out usually or it's the badass and he's like like it was nothing. This was I watched it. Didn't knock the guy out and the guy just started running. It was like a real life version of, and then they shot him. At, what was on this? the run. One this of these was... one of these videos I saw it was some Ukrainian soldiers. This is according to the title. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, those titles are a little suspect. Yeah, yeah God knows. Sus. It's just like, yeah, like I can just put a thing on there. Yeah, yeah. There's like, and say anything about whatever it is. You have no idea. Yeah. You see something getting bombed, and the, but the titles like, oh, they're bombing such and such, and it's this part of the town, yeah. and they're bombing civilians. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to make of any of it. Yeah, who knows? Because it's it's just self type. But even I don't know. I say that, but even if it's from the news, well, you who can't the trust that who either? The hell, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, like, you know, the, um, I don't know. It's just like that, that news article that I sent you texted. Did I text you that when I was the saying that propaganda just, one? Yeah. It's yeah. just, I'm getting heavy, heavy propaganda vibes from mm-hmm. that shit. And of course, you know, y'all always have to like, look at the, uh, the source, you know, w- what news agency that they're all, they got an angle, they got an agenda Yeah, and, uh, you just trying to see, you know. Who they're what they're pushing? Yeah, and that's what we were saying too before we started recording. Was uh, all the news is different, like especially country by country. Like Russia's right. saying one thing, then you're hearing Ukrainian videos. Lots of confusion. Yeah. So I'm not going to be waving anybody's flag just yet because yeah, I don't well, know what's going on. Well, I can tell you one thing: I'd rather be dead than red on this podcast. <laughs> so good, good. Yeah, that's me. But you're. Pro Russia, right? When it comes to all this, that's what you're saying before. That's what I was saying before we started. Yeah, yeah. I'm pro Putin. No, rah I'm, rah Russia. I'm pro Josh. Okay, pro yeah. Josh Branson. That is what you said too. That's that's all I am. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell. Everybody's ready to go grab a flag and start, you know, marching down the freaking street. They don't know what's going on. You seen some shit on TikTok and you yeah. you got it all figured out now. Yeah. Yeah, like the uh, like I read this shit all the time, and I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think we're supposed to know. Us little serfs, peasants, little peasant people that we are, we don't we don't need to know what's really happening. Did you hear Trump say that if he it's, was president, this it wouldn't be happening? And they said, "Well, pay attention. Well, how would you? Have, how would you?" He goes, I, "I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If I was president, this wouldn't. Well, it made me know, laugh. Just kind of the." The attitude and that whole left right thing, the rights are going to say that, like, hey, you know, I've already, I have seen some of those yeah. comments where they're like, you know, this didn't happen when, uh, you, this didn't happen when, uh, yeah, come on, yeah, but uh, we're pretty easily controlled, 
We're pretty easily manipulated and controlled. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying earlier, and, it is. It's one op to the next. It's just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And it's constant crisis. And I fall for it every time almost, too. I'm like, all <laughs> Well, right. most people do. Like what you're about to hear, the, the main new theory on the whole Dyatlov Pass thing. I, I kind of am like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But then you were saying, what a fucking idiot this guy is. Oh, Mr. Answers over here with yeah. all his... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're go- we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Which by the way, that's the point of the show today. We're going to be talking about the Dadlov Pass incident. Yes. And uh if you're not familiar with that, uh you're going to learn about it today. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what we were talking about, I think most people that listen to this type of a podcast know what Dyatlov Pass is. Yeah, we're not going to be telling anything new. Yeah, we're just going to go more likely. We're going to give you the basics. If you haven't heard of it, we're going to introduce you to yeah, it. Yeah, just very basic, quick, and then we're going to go through, through some of the, the theories, which there are about 75 theories. We're not going to go through all of them. No. But some of the big ones. Yeah, obviously don't have time to go into uh, all those theories. And they range, the range of the spectrum of theories. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Anything and everything you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot, UFOs. It's actually Yeti. Was it Yeti? Oh, yeah. Sasquatch. No. Well, we covered this in one of the other episodes. Bigfoot is often confused for Sasquatch. Yeti never complains. Remember? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> gotcha. I love that little thing. It's pretty so good. stupid. But, yeah, that's one of the main theories. There's a picture. And you know what? We'll get into it later. Let yeah. me ask you this, so real quick before we start talking about Dyatlov. These are Russians, by the way, that yes. were involved in this incident. So, Oh, yeah. If you could have a little compassion for some Russians that were, you know, yeah, just regular kids going on a hike. Yep. Well, they were skiing, I guess, kind of a cross-country kind yeah. of a deal. Yeah. And this was in uh, 1959, by the way, so. Yeah. 1959, the Ural Mountains. Let's remove ourselves from the current situation just a little bit, mm-hmm. if we can. Yeah. Okay? These are, everybody's just people here. We're just human beings, you know. Yeah. I hate the Ruskies, but we're just... Well, there were, there were nine involved in the incident, right? Initially, there was 10 people that were going to go, right? You with me so far? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. But you know they're... they're You're spearheading this one, by this the way. Is, For this everybody listening, he's going to be spearheading this. He's going to be the maestro this is gonna be, of this episode. It's going to be tough, though, because a lot of names, a lot of... So I'm thinking maybe you could should do... pass that off to our guy, our dude. Oh, I should. I didn't even think about that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Next time. Yeah. Sid? Sid. Yeah. Uh, so maybe if I say some of these names, you could just, because you're very good with accents, perhaps you could just throw a little accent, if you feel the need. A Russian you're good accent with it. to it? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's uh, it's quite laughable to anyone that's actually Russian to hear me do a... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the beauty. That's the point. I of think. It. I think that would be humorous. Are we going to jump right now into the Diet Love Past incident? Or are we going to have, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about currently in your life is there anything else you'd like to discuss before we get into the well, into I, the point of the episode i did want to bring up something else about the whole ukraine thing and we touched on it earlier before we started recording well, let's let's talk a about little bit of propaganda and how two days a day into this thing maybe they had the heroes on snake island or whatever right yeah the 13 guys that were supposedly yeah. Uh, 
killed by a uh, passing warship. I guess they said they they were saying that they were bombed. Yeah. Then they tell them they told the warship, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. yeah. And then supposedly they died. Yes. But you heard that that didn't actually happen. Well, I've seen other things, and then they're, of course they're you know they're saying that that's just Russian propaganda that they were actually killed. It's weird though because I was looking at that island, and uh, it just it kind of struck me as odd that if you were if you did see a ship a warship passing by it's a pretty good sized island i wouldn't hang out near any of the structures yeah i would probably go and hide somewhere uh cuz they again they said they bombed them actually surely i guess in passing they bombed the shit out of the island but yeah i don't know the the shoreline looked sort of cliffy like there was some cliffs yeah. Would you just sit there and and get bombed to death? Maybe or if you're you, trying to do you're trying to be a hero, one last stand, so you're just like I mean, what what could they do? They were sitting ducks, I guess, but like yeah. I saw some of the videos that were supposedly from those guys. Really? And they were just yeah. I didn't see any video. The videos I saw was all it was like a screenshot of the island and then subtitles over the radio transmissions or whatever. So Yeah, I saw some videos that were supposed to have been from the guys themselves. Hmm. They were TikToking it as usual, like everybody else. Yeah, we're watching all the shit. You know, so you were saying if this if World War Three is about to break out, it's going to be TikToked. It's it's weird. That's uh, that maybe partly is to what's why I don't know what to make of any of this stuff because we're I don't know we're seeing it in a way that we've never seen it before. Yep. I guess it's yep. self titled. It's on social media everywhere. You yeah. can see just all these weird videos of, and it's yep. not like we haven't you know had the internet for a long time and seen videos of people getting their heads cut off and shit. But it's just like, here's this uh, war that's supposed to be taking place and it's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's like being live streamed. Right, exactly. Yeah. But then also, another one of the heroes, the ghost of Kiev, the fighter pilot. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, I saw something about that, but I didn't, I haven't. Yeah, but I mean, it's like he, yeah, he shot down six planes again, supposedly. And I don't know if what's true or not, but I know the ghost is his, and there's one video of his plane just flying, and then they got, he's got this whole following and, now. Okay, so what was the specifics of this one now? I just, I saw a headline or something about that, but I didn't... Yeah, all I, all I know is there's a fighter pilot okay. for, on the Ukrainian side of things, and he's right. shooting down Russian, Russian planes and... He's like a Red Baron bombing. or something? Yeah, or? yeah, he's got like, he's an ace, and he's... he's you know, he's up there with Maverick. How does this, how are we making, my question, how are we making heroes and how do we know <laughs> all of this yeah. so fast? Is it just that it's happening so fast? How, how can we trust any of this information about any of yeah. these? Because uh, I know like back in World War II, you had like, you know, I can't, for the life of me, I can't think of one right now. Famous pilots, you know, the Tuskegee Airmen. Sure. They were famous, but you didn't hear about them until... 20 years later <laughs> at least yeah the the all exploits of, of you know all these people i i don't know it's yeah. it's weird is it just because it's being live streamed but then also too like uh and i was kind of thinking about this the other day i mean you know me i'm read, reading like uh stuff about intelligence agencies all the time and you know books on propaganda and you know just how these things work and how they're always working on people you know and how they're always like, uh, I mean, we're so easily controlled now with, with the dawn of the internet. It's very easy to just yeah. to create these fanciful tales <laughs> and For just sure. 
manipulate people so easily now. It's it's uh, it's you know spend a lot of time reading like up on the CIA and you know yeah. There's some of these early guys from back in the early days of like the CIA and stuff. I mean, this what we're living in now is like their fucking wet dream to what how they can control people. I mean, you, I was thinking about you know MK Ultra and stuff like that in the '50s, '60s, and '70s. You know, and old Sidney Gottlieb and all these guys that were trying to come up with all these uh, concoctions to control people's minds. You know, and then yeah. you got like. Um, Edward Bernays, who was like the main propaganda guy of the 20th century. And it's just like this would have, this would be their wet dream to know that they could have these, that we all have in our hands, these little devices. Oh, yeah. And it, they can just create a narrative, you know, and sell us any kind of bullshit they want to sell us. Easily. And make us think anything they want us to think at any time. Yeah. And it works like a charm. Like uh, I was having this conversation with uh Jason there one day too is kind of fits in with this and it was I was just on Instagram and I think I was posting something on our on our page or whatever but Lynn what was the it's like the uh the like the shorts what are the little videos that's on Instagram reels like the reels yeah. okay but what is it on like YouTube is that a short they call the little they've got different names for all yeah of them, you know? I don't yeah I don't like know. Vine you remember Vine I remember Vine. talking about Vine earlier oh yeah uh, same thing. It's just a short video, right? Yeah. But like so many people do the same videos, it's creeping me out how fucking programmed oh, everybody is. Oh, God. Yeah, every, Have yeah. you noticed this? Oh, yeah. When I first got on Reels, it was like everybody was doing this one dance. Like, they do the same, same song. Yeah. And it's, it's I hate the same it. song, the same like cadence of the yeah. same song, of the same video. Everybody's doing this shit. Yep. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people do this shit. More than you would think are doing. Like, yeah, I guess I don't so. know anybody that does it like that. No, no, I don't either. Yeah. Uh, thank God. I don't know people that like do this shit. I know. Because I wouldn't have anything to like, you know, I shouldn't be talking to you. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't know each other if we're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> if you're doing this there shit. Was, there was one going around. It was like they they would walk out. You know, and like they would usually have their coffee, right? And they do a big yawn. It's the same sound effect, but it's like a yawn. Uh, and then the guy that's doing the audio just yells, "I'm gonna have such a good day today!" And they would just mouth it along with it, it's and then so post stupid. it. And I, I don't know. I, I, if if you have ever posted a video of that, turn this off right now. Don't ever listen again. Yeah, you don't need to be here. This yeah. isn't for you. <laughs> This is not I don't for you. One that's not funny. What we talk about is not for you. Yeah. Here. You don't need to be here. Yeah. Uh but man, it's like it is total programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's it's easily ingested. It's right correct. there. Correct. Correct. On the turlet. Laying in bed at night. I mean, I wonder, like, you know, Instagram's obviously used by a lot of people. Influencers trying to sell shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all Instagram is now. It's like... I know. You're looking at your... Uh, just in the same, like, the past five to seven years, you could just kind of scroll through and look at photos of, you know, if you family, friends, yeah, whatever. That's what Photographers that's, you follow. That's what was great about Instagram. It was just that. Yeah, now like, it's just yeah. sponsored, 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 ad, sponsored. Yeah. God. Oh, there's somebody I actually follow, and he's selling me a fucking watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. Or God forbid you search something on your phone, then the ads on Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. my God. Here's the sunglasses. Here's some sunglasses. Laceless shoes. Oh, we got it's you. It's awful, man. Yeah. It's just, it's total garbage. And then a lot of people I follow too, they complain about, you know, Instagram. I, I wish uh, something new would, you know, I wish somebody would invent something new, create a new app for photography. Uh, because it is not the place for that anymore. Yeah. What about Flickr? Speaking of, I just re-downloaded that to get some pictures. Yeah, it's still there. It's been there. It's always been there. But isn't it like made for photographers? It has all your settings and you know all your stuff on there. Yeah, I'm not I'm a sure photographer. Still, I'm sure so there's a lot of people that are still on it and have been on it for for years. You just never liked. Never it. left. I had an account years ago, but like I don't yeah, know. Just never. Okay. Instagram, you know, took off, and I went over there. Yeah. Because that was the you know it was the place to be. I hear you. But man, it is it is straight programming. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, man. And Facebook too. Like I haven't I haven't been on Facebook in years. And I went on there the other night to do. I do. You still have like a uh, profile, like oh, yeah. a you so, know page yeah. or whatever. Yeah, still there. I, I have a lot of games attached to it, so it's kind of I don't want to lose my progress, so I just leave it up. Oh, you know. I see. Yeah, World Series of Poker. Gotcha. Yeah, stuff like that. Stupid. Games, I haven't had but. a page. Call it a page or a profile. I have a page, but you don't have to have like a for a business page or a photography page. Yeah. But I don't have a profile, so I got rid of the profile years ago. I had one for like four years, maybe. Yeah. And again, that was one that started out. It was it was all right, kind of just people you know. And now it's so busy. That's and by noisy, design. and it's just yeah, it's by yeah. design how it's it's meant to. It's like a, it's, it's, uh, you know, obviously because people use it to communicate with their, their family and friends and that's now the only way they communicate with family and friends. That's the only place they see them. Yeah. They don't, we, we don't go and see family and friends anymore. You just, you get your fix from looking at pictures of them that they may have posted a few days ago. Yeah. It's all right there. This shit is crazy. It's crazy. And are we just in the older generation, like. I mean, obviously, like it's the, it's meant to the yeah the younger bring folk. in the next yeah they yeah. want you know to some degree obviously we were programmed too with the movies right. and things that we watched That's when true. we were little. I don't know. I just feel like it's different. It is different. <laughs> I mean, like the social media. Yeah, it's absolutely different. Yeah, I'm not anti-social media, but I just think it's I just think it's dumb. I don't think it's like I mean it is harmful for sure, but yeah, I'm yeah. not one of those people that's. You know, calling. If I, if I had a kid and he wanted to have faith, I'd be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I think I think they've. I've seen uh, you know where they. It is harmful. I think we well, know that it's harmful. Yeah, I agree. If someone were to say, if there were a doctor, if there were a professor to say, you know, this is harmful. We've we've done some tests. This is not working. I would agree with that. Uh, the experiment has failed. <laughs> Whatever this is that we're doing with it and that we continue to do with it and as it keeps progressing, that stupid meta bullshit, the metaverse, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, but apparently it's going to be things like that are, are being ushered in. It's going to be that you... Yeah, it's going to be, you know, especially with... Uh the uh, Oculus and all that virtual, the headsets and everything, you're just going to be, it's going like to be the holodeck from Star Trek. That's what life's going to turn into. I would into. like to have a holodeck. 
Me too. Me, like who, a room who you could just walk into. Yeah. And then whatever you just, whatever you want. Debauchery. Yeah. I read a list one time. It was like what would happen if it was it was like a Wired magazine or something like that, and it was like top ten sci-fi gadgets or technology. What would happen if it was in real life? And like number one was the holodeck, and it said. <laughs> The world would shut down because everybody would just be <laughs> at home in their holodecks doing nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it got to that point, or you're not, I'm not talking about putting on a stupid headset, and uh, I'm talking about an actual no. room you walk into and like, yeah, you can like, you know, I want a machine gun. Yeah, and you know, yeah. If you've seen Star Trek, you know exactly what we're talking. It's brilliant. It's the best. <laughs> Jean Luc was on the Starship Enterprise, also doing a Sherlock fantasy. Remember that? How awesome would that be, right? Yep, that'd be great. Like I remember that he pulled in everybody. Everybody left the ship to go do something. He's just, ah, I'm going to hang out in the holodeck. He just stayed on on board. Yeah, and, and then uh, you know they did do an episode where it was like uh, to show you, you know, how it can impact your life negatively with uh, Barkley. Do you remember that he was like the uh, engineer guy, and he was totally living in in the holodeck, and of course. You know, he's banging like Deanna Troy and Crusher and, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, he's crushing Crusher. Yeah, yeah, he's he's crushing Crusher. Yeah. He's banging them all and they're like his, you know, he's got like a medieval, you know, fantasy going on and they're like, you know. <laughs> so they did they wow. did address that, I think, you know. Yeah. Is the best way they could possibly, because, you know, people on the writing team had to be like, you know, if I, if we had a real holodeck. Yeah, yeah, they're they're There'd writing no fan back. fiction in there. Yeah, yeah, there'd be no turning back. Yep, yeah, for sure. It's like it's like me trying to lucid dream, right? You know, I'm keeping yeah. that little dream journal, trying to get going, but nothing's happening yet. And of course, Riker in real life was like a badass, and of course, you know, Barkley was this quiet, reserved guy who was actually uh, the dude from the A team. What was the guy's name? Mr. T. No, I don't remember Barkley. Not Mr. T. Anyway, yeah course uh in the holodeck he kicks riker's ass you know riker runs his mouth and uh you know he smacks him around a little bit yeah know? that's why he walks with his head sideways all the time right after that oh riker remember the one where, he, the, where q gives him his powers he gives him q powers and he you know he makes a uh, little will grow up and then everybody everybody hates it and he's like whoa and then of course it's a it's a it's a teaching moment from jean luke where too much power is bad, <laughs> or whatever the hell he said. Right, right. You know, Jean-Luc and all his lessons. Jean-Luc. Yeah. Good show, though. Love that show. Great show. Do you think... Watched it religiously. Do you think Next Generation is the best iteration of Star Trek? Yeah, it was for me. Me too. I never got into uh, any of the others. I just couldn't get into them. Deep Space Nine, I just couldn't... I just. It's not the same. It was boring because they were on a space station... Yeah, and the whole the point of the show was, uh, you know, uh, getting out there. Yeah, well, I mean, the point of that show was that you oh. people were actually, and it, and it did well. I mean, that show was on on the air as long as yeah. Next Generation was, but you had to like really want to like because that's all it was was their relationships. So you had to want to watch a show just about these people's relationships on this space, space station. Yeah, I just it was boring. To <laughs> yeah, me. And me too. Me too. Because I think the, that's the cool part about Star Trek is they're just cruising around. Yeah, every episode was something different. You didn't yeah. know what was going to, you know. Yeah. 
that's the originally that's kind of how the show started too. Yeah. It was the, you know, and it was I was listening to something or reading something. It was one of the first. We gotta stop talking though. But it's one of the first, <laughs> right? First shows that like it showed sci-fi in like a non, like shitty way. Like it was like a it was a positive view of the future. Because like you know Picard was talking about how we outgrew our infancy as a race and we're moving on. Money's not important anymore. And like right, just, right, yeah. So that I think that's why it was so popular, Star Trek in general. Yeah, that yeah, we'll just keep going down this road. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that new Picard show, and that show was garbage. It, have you watched it? It had nothing to do with. I didn't watch any of it. I mean, I I watched some clips, but that was enough. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I you know some reviews on YouTube, people talking about it and stuff, and it was you know, and I then I was like, yeah, what are they talking about? Then you go watch a few clips. What were they thinking with that? pile of garbage really it's that bad yeah it's not it's not it's not picard it's not star trek and it's not what picard. is is he in what is it because i've seen like some trailers or what and it was like he wasn't even on the ship was he no 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 he wasn't on the ship there was there was a ship but it wasn't you know he wasn't okay he's too old to be like uh in command of a ship but the mission the mission of what he was supposed to do and all that was just dumb and it's like the people that made it <laughs> And I'm referencing somebody's um, review yeah. of the show. It's like they didn't watch Star Trek The Next Generation to really? make this piece of shit. They Was, was Data in it? Uh, yeah, he was. Okay. I like him. But uh, yeah, the relationship between... Uh, we're getting off track here. Yeah. It's easy to do when you're... <laughs> it's easy to do when you... It's been a while. And you hadn't done an episode in what, yeah. five months, four months? Halloween. And you know what's you know what else? I don't know why nobody is jumping on this uh, free book. You know, although we have had some positive ratings, but you don't even remember. It's been yeah, Admiral it's all coming Richard, back to me now. Richard Bird. Sorry, it's been Lost a while. Diary. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, free copy, man. but nobody's nobody's leaving a review. They're just rating it positively. That I guess that's good enough. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But if you want to say we suck, go ahead. Please, we'll do. talk about it. Yeah, I'll send you what I send you my printed Dyatlov notes for this episode. How about Ooh, that? We'll, we'll sign them. We'll, si- we'll sign them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll spill some Diet Coke on it. Nice. Yeah, it'll be I'll perfect. Spill some coffee. Put a little coffee. It's on perfect. There. Perfect. I'll spit some coffee on there. There we go. From right here. I love it. Spray it. All right. Dyatlov Pass incident. Let's get into this. It's time. Dyatlov Pass. So you said 1959, right? Just like that, we're going into it. We're going in. Let me, let me take you back to 1959 Russia. Going back a few decades. Yeah. I guess back then, oh, Soviet Union. Russia. USSR, right? Right. Or am I wrong? I don't right. know. I don't know my dates. No, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. You know, uh, speak, speaking of Soviet Union, does the word Soviet just not sound? Does it just make you not want to go make a fist and be like Soviet? It sounds powerful. It's part of the programming. I know. They, I love it, though. Program that yeah. into you to it, want to. Yeah, it's a great that's a great word, I think. Yeah. It's, but like I said, I'd rather be dead than red. Get that on the record there that you're yeah. a diehard. Yeah. So we, okay. Here we go. We got 10, 10 young Russian folks. You're going to give us a little 
brief just real synopsis. quick, real quick. They were from the uh, Ural Polytechnical Institute, and they all UPI, UPI, exactly. They were uh, they were just trying to do a little a long trek through the Ural Mountains, which is a remote area, very right? remote, very cold, harsh landscape. And uh, they were led by this guy. It's it's called Dyatlov Pass because Igor Dyatlov was like the lead guy in charge. He was like the the expert of the group as far as camping and whatnot and so on and so forth, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, I guess there were 10 altogether starting out. I'm going to go through some of these names. <clears throat> these are kind of tough. Like I said, led by Igor Dyatlov. Am I? Am I doing? If I'm missing anything, please let me know. You, if what now? You look like you're about to say something. No. Oh, okay. So you got Igor Dyatlov. He's the the head honcho of the group, the leader. Then you got Yuri Doroshenko. He's along there. Then you have Ludmila Dabinina. And you also have Gregory, now this one's a tough one, Krivonashenko, <laughs> Alexander Kolvatov, Zineda Kolmogorova. How, you, how would you say that in Russian? Kol- uh, is that Kolmogorova? Kolmogor- that works for me. Okay. Rustam Slobodin, Nikolai Thibodeau Brinol. I don't know how to, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, to be honest with you. Then you have C. Semyon Zolotaryov, Zolotayov, Teryov, sorry. And then last but not least, you have uh, Yuri Yudin. But he kind of left early. He didn't suffer the same fate as the other. He was that 10th guy? He was the 10th guy. And he left because his, uh, his sciatic was acting up. Something I know well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to like with that either. What's so like? He had gone out a little ways with him and then just turned yeah. back. Yeah, gone out. Lucky to like the, him, huh? the first base camp, if you will, oh, okay. after the main trek. Yep. Yeah, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm not going to make it. So I'm just going to, you know, hang back. I'll meet he you guys on up. the other side." He set him up. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so the other nine went off, and. They hiked up this mountain. What was it called here? It's called the Kalat, Mountain of Death. The ma- yeah, Mount. Well, also <laughs> Dead Mountain. I've heard that too. It There's had, multiple yeah. tra- translations. Yeah, but, from the I think it was the Monsi. Was yeah. it the Monsi people? Yep, yep. And they are the natives. The, yeah, they're the natives that live in that area all the time. But they the, had a they had a not so pleasant name for that mountain anyway. The region, uh, which was I guess, uh, you know, wind swept. Rough, yeah. Yeah. rugged terrain. Yep. And freezing cold. Yeah, not very conducive yep. to any sort of like uh, hunting or farming or anything like that, right? No, not at all. But these people, they live there for forever, right? For as long as everybody anybody knows, right? Still sure. there. Still there to this day. Still there. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't... As far as I can tell... I mean that's that's enough of the basics. We can get into what happened to the group. How long were they? Uh, and like I said, you're going to be you know taking us through this. How long had they been out 
uh, before they made this this particular the the last base camp on the side of the mountain there. You know, is that I, a question I, that you're not, not going to have the answer to? I don't think I have the answer. Do you? I do not. Damn, it can't be. I think it was like a, it was a. For the life of me, I can't. I remember hate to this. ask questions, you know. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to say it was like a a ten day trek total. Yeah, over. Yeah, from, it wasn't long. Yeah, yeah. And they well, were supposed to, you know, still two weeks or whatever, roughly. Yeah, and they were supposed to, you know, be at, uh, you know, some other side of the mountain, <laughs> and uh, they were they were late showing up. Right, right, right. They gave them a couple days. Search party was sent out. And what they found, it was not good. Am I right or wrong? You're right. Yeah. So, what are you laughing at? Just <laughs> Am I meandering too much? No, no, no. You're fine. You're oh, fine. okay. I'm just trying to. Th- all just, is well. I'm just trying to. Th- I'm not trying to. What's get- all these notes right here? Well, I'm telling you, this is this. These are the theories, and then this is the oh, latest. Okay. This is the latest investigation. Is that that's going to be Douglas Preston's article? Yes, from the New Yorker. You printed the whole article out. No, it's, these are just my little notes. Holy smokes! Yeah, it's a long article. I just I just bullet pointed. It I just wanted to get article. the most recent investigation covered mainly. Which is, uh, we go ahead and say this right now too. We're probably going to be talking and about the stuff from his article specifically because mainly. it's the latest piece of information on right. this. It came out what last year? Last year. Yeah, like last summer, right? Yep, May of twenty twenty one. The article happened in fifty nine. I mean, we're we're still talking about it because it's so strange. It's so odd. Yeah. So you just want to talk about what happened to them? Sure. How they were found, perhaps? Yeah. So you know, setting the scene here, you got uh, nine people going out, all in uh, their all in their twenties, and it's winter time, right? It's winter. Oh yeah. Was it? uh, What was the? What was the month? Um, I just saw it right there. It was, was it January, January, January twenty third, nineteen fifty nine. So they're in the they're in deep winter here. Yeah, in Russia, northern in Russia. Russia, northern Russia. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, we're talking. So, you know, it was negative thirty degrees on that fateful evening. That on that day it was negative thirty. Yeah, that night, especially during that storm and everything, got negative thirty degrees. Fahrenheit. Wow. You're not going to last long. No, no. In minus 30. Yeah, especially in their attire. So they're late getting to where they're supposed to be. Search party goes out, looks for them. They find the tent pitched in a very odd spot. There's wood. It's a, there's woods. Well, how far are the woods away? A couple hundred yards? Uh, yeah, like a, like a point eight miles. I think gotcha. that's what it was. Okay. So not terribly far they could have easily turned around by the way uh let me just uh real let me just inject this please, in there real fast please do if you go to the uh wikipedia page the uh gps coordinates are on there for the diet love pass um when you go on and you know if you want to go from this podcast and read up more on it you'll see the gps coordinates there and uh, i would recommend you google earthing those to see, kind of get the lay of the land, to see where this all happened, yeah. because it's uh, it's kind of important when you when you're uh, talking about one of our theories, which is actually one of the main theories, which yeah. is that there was an avalanche, yeah, that uh, you know sort of set off this chain of events 
that ultimately killed all of the people in this uh, little group here. Mm-hmm. So once you look at the Google Earth coordinates, it gives you the approximate location of where the tent was located, where they'd set up camp. You're going to be like, eh, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Because when you think of avalanche, you're thinking of a big uh, peak, you know, you're thinking of very steep. And this is more if you're into hiking and you're in the Tennessee area. This is more uh, like the balds around here. So sort of like Gregory Bald, Roan Mountain, you know, rolling hills. What is it Douglas Preston says in his article? He gives a good description of just uh, basically talking about the... Um, Do you have it right there? Yeah, I said the mountains were just gentle and rounded. And they were kind of had set up their tent in in kind of an open area, uh, pretty far away from the nearest peak. So, it wasn't very dramatic landscape. Yeah, it was kind of open, and the tree line was below. Yep, which is where some of them were found. Right. Yep. Sorry to just so, for people to uh, know that those coordinates were there and that they could yeah. actually see this with their own eyes. Yeah. Perfect. Because it is odd. Because it is it's a very odd position for the tent. I think as a non outdoorsman camper i wouldn't want to camp right there that was a horrible place to put the tent yeah especially in the middle of a storm yeah i mean what's the theory behind that just to talk about that for a second was it that they were in a like a whiteout condition and they just absolutely couldn't go on any further uh i have a theory from the guy that survived the guy that left early he said that igor was a he was an avid outdoorsman and that he won he either didn't want to lose the ground they covered during the storm, so they tried to they cut like kind of ninety degrees into the snow to make even more of a wall from the wind to pitch a tent, and or he either wanted he wanted to practice camping like that on the oh. side of a mountain, just get some experience, I guess. I see. That was his theory, and he knew Igor. Okay, you know, for a long time. So, so that's uh... that's one of the theories why that why it was there. Basically, that he was just wanted to do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I tend to think that maybe the storm wasn't that bad yet. If they were taking the time to make a yeah a or, tent like that, or trying to climb up the mountain. I mean, were they not coming across it? They were going up. They went up to they that were, place. They were going up. Yeah, I see. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because you think you think they would just go right back down to the the woods to get some at least a little bit more cover i mean there would have to be a ground. reason to 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 make it out there and that's if I, as i'm just thinking about it now as we're having this little discussion about it uh that that you would have to like want to make it out there where they put it uh for that purpose i can't really think of any other reason why you would want especially if there was bad weather right to try and put that tent out there in you know a completely open on a on an open mountainside, yeah. But and, I mean, does does the practice theory make sense? Like, would you do you think like you would want to do that? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that would cause you to want to go out there. Elsewise, you would put it down in the tree line yeah. away from all the wind. Save the rest. Save the walking for the next day. Yeah, you wouldn't clear. want to. You yeah. wouldn't want to do that. You would want to have it in the tree line. You'd want to be out of the wind. You know, you yep. wouldn't want to be up there on that on that side. And by the way, it's not like a mountainside. It is a mountain, but it's not like I think what twenty degrees or something like 15. that. Fifteen. Yeah, it's not much. It's a Fifteen degree slope. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, one long hill. 
right up to this mountain again peak. think roan mountain uh, if you've been up to roan mountain in uh eastern tennessee or some of the other rolling balds like uh, in, you know the the um the blue ridge mountains you know you can walk up them easy you don't you yeah know. yeah well either way they stopped there that is a good that is a good theory though yeah and it's from a guy that knew him so right yeah, yeah. but uh we'll go with that where were we here? So they stopped there. The, the search party was sent out. They found their tent pitched there in that odd position. And the tent was collapsed, covered with snow, possibly snowfall, possibly the avalanche. It's hard to tell from those pictures, man. Yep, it is. A lot of pictures also, by the way. If you just searched I Love Pass, you're going to see it from them, from the hikers. They two, took cameras. Two cameras there. Hundreds of pictures, right? I think I saw one camera a, that was on that... Di- uh, we're pulling a lot of information, by the way, from uh, just the the website, dyatlovepass.com. Is that what it is? Yes, and that is the website from the Dyatlov Group Memorial Foundation. And that's like... This gu- is going to be your main resource. Oh, it's got everything you could ever possibly want to Yeah, all, the, all the pictures are on there, yeah. I think. I oh, think yeah. They have all the photos. Yep, there's a bunch. And like even like pictures of like like schematics of the body with like injury marks highlighted, like where all the injuries were and stuff. Yeah, that's... They go, some- they go deep. Very deep. I'm glad you brought that up, just because um, you can't stress that enough. The the injuries when we get when we get to those, how weird they are. When, yeah. And you and you need to go to this website and look at those. Yeah. And then try and think about the theories we're going to talk about versus the injuries, the odd injuries that they got. Yeah. And all the other strange. This is why we're talking about it anyway, because it's this just it. so damn weird. It, very weird. None of it adds up. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, that's 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 good. This is why it's such a big deal because it is so strange. That's what you're saying. It's still going on. That's why the Douglas last, Preston's writing an article yeah, about it. Last year, New York came out. But uh, uh, where did it? Okay, so they got to the tent and it was collapsed with snow on it. They look at it. They get in there. A lot of clothes still in there. Practically everything ev- they had, right? Yep, everything, and. No hikers to be found. The tent has been abandoned. Yes. With everything that they had in it. Yep. And nobody's in there. There's slashes in the tent. And they, upon further investigation, they say that the tent was cut from the inside. And they ran out the back of the tent instead of just going through the front door. What's the deal there? Strange thing number one. Then they follow the, the footprints down to a cedar tree right at the beginning of the woods. And there's... Right where the tree line starts. Yep. Two dead bodies right there, right out of the gate. I believe that was... Oh, I have it here somewhere. Don't, well, we'll just, we'll just keep talking. I'll get the names later. So you got two dead bodies, and they're just in their underwear. They're skivvies, if you will. And uh, obviously died of frostbite. There's evidence evidence of a small fire, and there were broken branches in the trees and pieces of human skin on the tree trunk. Somebody's tried to climb a tree. Yep, probably to retrieve uh, you know some branches, some some firewood. Yep. to get a to get a fire going. Yep, that is what the 2019 investigation guy said is what happened. That's his theory. That same guy. Mm-hmm. That's the guy that's going to be we're going to be talking about. Yep, Andre Kuryakov. Okay. Yeah. 
But I, I, I agree with that, and I don't think anybody would uh, disagree with what the reason is for finding flesh on the tree and broken branches. That seems to make sense. I'm sure there are people that would disagree with that because there are so many theories, but so far we're on the same page. Yep. So that's, you know, that's the first part. Then they didn't have, they. it was uh, about, I want to say, 20, 20, 24 days went by before they found the really odd ones. Those were in the woods also. Covered in snow. Covered in snow. They had to wait for a little bit of a thaw for it to come by, and then they found... Well, look, it was two other, two more of them, three more. I'm sorry. And these, it looks like they tried to. This is what is based on the the new investigations. What this guy said. Let me just tell you the injuries. How about that? And we'll go. We'll do the latest investigation after. Okay. So they found one of the ladies. I believe it was Ludmila Dubinina. They found her on a rocky stream bed, and she had the worst injuries of all. I'd say they found her with. Again, very little clothing and severe chest trauma. It, would take, like, it was like an automobile wreck level chest trauma. Cracked ribs, punctured lungs. Busted up. Yeah. And also, no eyes, no tongue. So that's it's a little strange. <laughs> right. Right? It's and reminiscent of like uh, cattle mutilation when aliens have supposedly removed uh, anuses. Yeah. And other organs. Yep. Not so, to suggest, even though that's one of the theories, not to say that that's what I think this is. is this is no. It's happened. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Not at all. I'm just saying that's reminiscent of those things that have happened. Yeah. And then also you have the Nikolai Thibodeau, Thibodeau Briggle. You guys are going to have to look these names up. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he also died from severe. I'm sorry. He died from a fatal skull injury in the same area. So like... You got lots of Somebody, trauma here. A lot of trauma, a lot of damage. And then you also have the Semyon Zolotaryov. He died from the similar... And all three of them were together. And they died of very similar injuries. Severe chest trauma. And one of the theory, one, I, one of the theories is there's murder involved. Right. And that somebody decided... Which I don't agree with this one. Because of this part. Somebody hit them and then jumped up and down on their chests. Like that's what some of the injuries are like looking like. Somebody jumped up and down on their dead chests. I have to understand, uh, if you're not familiar with this, there are lots of theories uh, attached to this strange incident. So yeah, you're going to see all kinds of stuff. Yep. And you'll, you'll see them intermingled. There'll be some of this one with some of that one. And oh, yeah. somebody will be, you know, yeah. So then they then they find the other members of the group on the hillside, go, like, like they were trying to make their way back to the tent, but it, they didn't make it because it was negative 30 and they had underwear on. So that was Igor Dyatlov, I know for sure. He was on his way back up to the tent. Dead. They just found like hypothermia. They just froze to death. Yeah, they just basically fell over and froze to death. Yeah. And, it's, and you've got several people in this group of nine that are avid outdoorsmen, correct? Oh yeah, they're competent. Most of them, yeah, they're yeah. competent. I think all yeah, all of them were, but I think some more than others. Igor being the best of all, right? Some more and, than others, but all of them competent. Yeah. So they find all these bodies, 
And then the theories start rolling in. Why would they cut themselves out of the tent? To me, that's the weirdest part of the whole thing. Like, why would, yeah. why would it be, why don't I just go out the door? No matter what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least grab some shoes. They even have shoes on. It would almost take longer to cut yourself out of the tent than to just run out the flap on the side. Yeah. So, do you want to get in? That, that, that's, that's pretty much the, the basics, I think. Right. How, they were hiking. Something weird happened. They died. That's where this is going, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the strangest uh, hiking death incidents uh, that I know of, and I think most people know of. There's You're going to find lots of podcasts talking about this. Oh, God, yeah. It, yeah. And it's usually, because I listen to a few... A lot, really, but then a few more even prepping for this. It's all the same stuff, just said in different you know, have, different ways. Have uh, any of the podcasts that you've listened to, were they referencing this newest article no. by Douglas Preston? No. These were from years ago. Okay. Like, yeah, nothing new has really happened, I guess, until this. Which is- yeah, and even that, this is kind of weird, you know, just because of what happened to the guy that came up with the theory and blah, 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 and we'll get to that in a little bit later, but... yeah. So, do you want to do some of the strange theories, or do you just want to go straight into this latest ruling, if you will? Yeah, let's let's just go right into that, and then we can the, kind of bounce okay. back if you want to. All right. So, uh, 2019, a guy named and I'm sorry, Andre Kuryakov, he was put in charge of the uh, of the case, and he wanted to do his own little expedition to the site, so he went up there. And they, you know, you know, they obviously had pictures and weather reports and all that stuff from, you know, the past. And they, the so they time get to, period when it was, uh... yeah. So the winds, winds that night were sixty-five miles per hour, negative thirty degrees Fahrenheit. We already went. And they're through sure that. about all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, that part is for sure. That's some serious weather. Yeah. And also, uh, this uh, they were somewhat off track to begin with. I should have said that as well. When they found the tent, they were kind of off the where they the route that they had planned. And they're saying that the the severe weather could have been what caused that. Maybe that's another reason he didn't want to go back down and stayed up there in the tent or right. pitched the tent up in that area. So this guy Andre, he went into this investigation. You know, there's about seventy five theories crazy ones he went in saying eh, it's all garbage 70 i think he immediately got rid of like 72 of them right yeah yeah so he he, he went with the he just went with two possibilities two, like, he went with the natural occurrences nothing none of this yetis ufos he dismissed all that stuff right so he's saying that uh that he got up to the tent and he's based on the pictures of that evening from the cameras you could see where they were cutting into the snow, right? He's saying that is what weakened the snow and caused the avalanche. They're basically just cutting the side out of the uh, snow, and it's now free to move. Right. Just a slab. He's saying part of it could be a, a, like a slab of snow. Didn't they say ice, too? Like a slab of ice? Wasn't that part of the... Um there could have been some sort of layer of ice yeah. in that that sort of moved and shifted onto their tent. And- yeah, because it was in the wind shadow of the mountain. So I guess the wind comes over, it creates a form of ice on top of the hard snow, and then fresh snow gets on top of that. Gotcha. And then 
you chop into it, cause a fracture up the mountain a little ways. You pitch the tent later on that night, falls. Not a full-blown avalanche, but just like a slab of snow. Just enough to get them uh, riled up and cover, terrified. Cover the tent. What is he saying? This could also be what uh, caused some of the injuries because the weight of the snow could be. So it could be up to, according to the guy that Douglas Preston interviewed, Dr. Ethan Green, to confirm this theory, that snow is denser than normal and several times heavier than normal snow. It can weigh up to 670 pounds per cubic yard. It's a lot. There's a lot. It's a lot of weight. So that you know, if that buried you, you're not gonna you're not gonna be looking for your shoes. You're just gonna be trying to get the hell out from underneath the snow. Cut your way out. Right. So they're saying that could also be some of the injuries. Or are they saying too that people with those injuries, if they had sustained them at the tent, they could have made their way that far down. That's, they would have been okay to move and oh, yeah. like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Is that where it gets a little little sticky? Yeah, as far theory? as as far as the injuries being up there being. Like, but they, I guess some of the head scratches and cuts that could be part of that could be maybe that's what he's saying. Maybe right. not the chest trauma. I think. That, and so all these people were in one tent. Yeah, and it looked pretty small, which well, that was yeah. kind of strange too. That it's there was very weird. If you look at the pictures of everybody standing around it, because there are a few of them there. Yeah. Which, by the way, the tent is still ha- kind of half standing. Right, like on the ends, anyway. Right. With oh the yeah, poles. yeah. Some two yeah, tent poles were still standing. That was one of the anti-avalanche theories: is the fact that tent poles are still up and yeah, ski tent poles, poles are still yep. up. Yep. Yet the most current theory is that there was a slab of ice or snow yep. that crushed the tent and crushed the people yep. and forced them out. Not a full-blown avalanche. No, just a snow slab fell. Right. So then that happens with all the weather going on, the freezing temperatures, the wind, pitch black. They run out. They get lost. Easy, right? And this guy, Kuryakov, he performed a little test while he was at the site. I told you about this, I think. Yeah, the test is, I don't know. So check this. It's very scientific. He got a... (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) He got a man and a woman to simulate both genders, even though we know now there's a lot more than that. Right. But uh, he got a man and a woman, blindfolded them at the tent site, or as close as they figured the tent site was, walked them down the hill 90 feet and said, all right, get back to the tent site. And I guess they immediately just got lost. Which... You're blindfolded, (laughs) so like, I mean, you could put me anywhere and put a blindfold on me and tell me to go here or there, even if it's someplace I know I'm going to get lost. Yeah, and then he's saying that plus the weather conditions, the extreme terror, all that. You're just going to run into the woods, try to build a fire, which they tried to, which it wasn't enough. But Yeah, they couldn't. Uh, I don't know. Yep. So. The answer man over here, this that. guy, he's got a little answer for everything. Uh, yes, he, he does. And this that Dr. Ethan Green from the Douglas Preston interview, he said that uh, if it was just a slab, because it was about 25 days later they got you know all this information, they, you wouldn't be able to see all that. You wouldn't be able to see the evidence, right? I guess not. It would be covered. And this guy is, where was he from? He's the director of the Colorado Avalanche Information Center with a PhD in physics of heat and mass transfer of snow. I didn't know you get a PhD in that. (laughs) But this guy's got such a thing, huh? Yeah. So. It seems like you'd know then. 
Yeah. Let me see what we got here. You couldn't find. Yeah, you wouldn't be. You wouldn't be if that slab hit the tent. This is all Andre Kuryakov's theory. This is this is the the ruling of the latest investigation. If that slab hit, you'd just be trying to get out of the tent. You wouldn't be worried about finding clothes, right? So yeah, they build the tree, da 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 da, or they build the tree. They get under the tree, they build the fire, and they try to climb. He's saying that because the branches were too icy and wet, someone tried to climb the tree to get drier, thicker branches to make a better fire, which caused the skin on the tree and the pieces of you know cloth and whatnot. So that's his answer for that. Now he's saying the fire obviously wasn't good enough. Two died. They found them in their undies. And they found the other bodies with a little bit more clothes on. They're saying the people that fled took the clothes off of them, put them on themselves. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, it does. Now, the two that were dead at the fire, they also had these strange injuries on their hands. The uh, bite marks, burn marks. He's his. He's saying that they... Uh, tried to warm themselves, and they were testing for frostbite, they, for sensation. So they bit so hard, he just ripped a chunk of his own finger off. I see. Which, to be fair, I told you this, the first time I got Novocaine, I bit the hell out of my cheek, and I felt the blood pouring in. <laughs> I still have a scar on the inside of my cheek from that. So Yeah, hypothermia. Yeah. Starting to freeze up. You're also a little... Blood's retracting. Yeah. Going to the vitals. You see your finger turning blue, black. You're like, oh. I mean, this just happened uh, over the course of a few hours. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Negative 30. Oh, yeah. It's not like not like when it gets cold here and it's 28 and you're like, God. <laughs> right. Yeah. With 60 mile per hour gusts. Yep. So at, after they took the clothes off, they split into two groups. And three of them try to go back up to find the tent, get back in the tent, get their, get some clothes. And the other four tried to build a snow den, right? And they were looking for deep snow. So they found a ravine about a few hundred yards away from the fire area. And they started to dig. But unfortunately for them, the spot they picked was a stream that never freezes, a tributary to the, I'm just going to say it. I know you didn't want me to. The Lazva River in that area and uh it hollowed out an ice tunnel <laughs> he didn't really know what we just having his trip i was gonna say i didn't remember yeah but uh I'm telling you to not say that their digging caused the ice tunnel to collapse and they fell about 10 15 feet into the stream bed screwed at this point yep which also could have caused some of some more injuries skull fractures broken ribs and whatnot and as far as the punctured lungs and everything what he's saying is that the snow that fell on top of them after that. It probably killed them, knocked them out, hit falling that far, skull fractures. The snow then fell onto them and compressed and just pushed their bodies. So it's like a dead body pushed down by what I say earlier, 670 pounds at least of snow. Right. It's going to it's going to crack those ribs, push them into the lungs. That's <laughs> that's what he's saying here. And uh, as far as the eyes and tongue missing that was uh critters some critters and maybe the water maybe accelerating some decomposition so explain that done he did it he nailed it well yeah yeah 
Supposedly he did. Yeah. Now like I said he's got a little answer for everything, doesn't he? Yeah. And now I should have also I should have probably mentioned this part, but one of the theories that I mean I guess part of this in- investigation concluded they did have radiation on their clothing. <laughs> probably should have started with that too in the initial story. But, yeah, I've uh, heard that uh, from several uh, the podcasts that were talking about the radiation that was uh, yep. kind of prevalent on all of them. Yeah. But Andre has the answers. Of course. Yeah. He said, first, the the mantles in their lanterns had thorium in them. There was that, yeah. Which, I guess, slightly radioactive. Back right. in, you know, 59, they didn't care back then. Nope. Yep. And uh, also, the area they were in was uh it was uh, less than 2 years after a major nuclear meltdown probably i think it was the second worst after chernobyl right it was i guess september of 57 hmm. so and it, it did create a plume of radiation about 200 miles long and they called it the east urals radioactive trace and it did spread north to their location so, they were all so there could be uh, some trace radiation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also that, in my personal, I jotted this down, my theory is that radiation is what created the Yeti. Right? Mutant. Just now. Yeah. yeah. Two years. Two years old. And then that's it. So that's everything explained. And he ended his little press conference. By that s- radiation stuff makes sense. Yeah. You know, and also they're already having some issues with it over there. So yeah, and, and there was radioactive everything back then. Yeah, everything and, had radioactive stuff. And I want to say it was Yuri Doroshenko and the other, the older guy, uh, Semyon Zolotaryov. He, they both worked in nuclear oh, labs, so as well. So they were they were all around it. They had clothes, bring it with them on the trip, obviously, because you know. One of the other theories kind of revolves around them being attacked with some sort of weapon yeah. that may have caused the radiation. That's one of the more crazy uh, ones. crazier theories, yeah. yeah, the wilder theories. Yep. Some sort of weapon was used, a, a test weapon perhaps. Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. So that's how he ended his press conference, by explaining away the radiation, and he ended it with this sentence, formally, this is it. The case is closed. Done. Over. Right? And that's, of course... That's a pretty, pretty basic... It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think. It's a very boring... It is. ...theory which that is, explains away pretty much everything. I know. Right? And it's like, what's that? What's it, Occam's razor? Yeah. Easiest answer is probably is the answer. Probably what it is. Yeah. So I, that that, that kind of makes me want to go with that because everything lines up. The slab, it's not a full-blown avalanche, 15-degree slope. So just that little fractured piece got heavy, shifted. They did dig out the side. Yeah, and it looked, based on the pictures, it did look pretty deep too. It wasn't just like a little foot, you know, foot it's, deep thing. It was like a tent. It's into the snow side. tent deep. Like what you were talking about earlier, like he was attempting to practice this yeah. skill set. Yeah. Like, if you were trapped in this situation, you would want to put your tent into the side of the mountain, into the snow like mm-hmm. that. It looks like he was trying to do that. Yeah. So. Yep. But, so after this guy's uh, press conference, nobody nobody believed it. Families didn't believe, you know, there's still family members and 
people that were around back then, they, they, they don't believe it. They don't buy it, right? They don't accept it. Right. And uh, a journalist from Moscow had this quote to say, Two years ago, I thought the prosecutor Andrei Kuryakov really wanted to know the truth, but now I doubt it. I don't believe in an avalanche. But he never said an avalanche. Snow slab. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to defend him, but... Yeah, because in one of the things I was reading, they were talking, like, you know, they basically saying that avalanches basically just don't happen there. Right. And I know it's just a, you know, he's saying snow slab, you know, mm -hmm. tomato, tomato. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's yeah, essentially it, the same thing, but people are still, from what I was reading, they were saying, doesn't matter. They never, don't They don't happen in this area. They've never happened in this area. Yeah, never ever report, even by the Mansi, the Monsi. Like right. they, they even said, because they were involved with the investigation too. Search and, yeah. Yeah. Also suspected. But uh, they did suspect them. That was one of the theories oh, yeah. that they had attacked them. Yeah. But they've never had an issue with uh, that sort of thing over there. Those people attacking anybody like that. In fact, they helped them. They're very helpful. Yeah. But and, like, uh, you know, again, you got all these people saying that it, there wasn't the possibility of any kind of avalanche slide, whatever you want to call it, was just it's not there. Doesn't happen there. Doesn't happen there. Yeah. But has anybody ever cut into the snow like that on a night with that much snowfall, that much wind, that, that much wind, yeah, freezing temperature, make it heavier? Yeah, you, you know, a lot of conjecture. I know a lot of conjecture in this. Uh, yeah, which is why you know people are still talking about it. I guess. Huh? Yep. So he he ends it with that, and one month later, Andre. Kuryakov. He is removed from his post for having a non-official press conference. With no authorization from his superiors. So he wasn't authorized to give this press conference and provide like an official response yeah. and answer to what this was that caused yep. all of this uh, all of this mystery for all these years. Yep. The his superiors said that he resigned. He and, did not resign. And Kuryakov would not do an interview. <laughs> yeah, he, he wouldn't. So. And what happened to him? Like, ultimately, do we know what happened right to Right now, he's doing something. And it's in that article. I didn't jot it down, unfortunately. He's doing something with, like, with uh, trees. He's felling trees. That's what one of the people said. Yeah, he's been uh, demoted to felling trees. This is this is odd about this. Yeah. Which like, is what we were talking about, you know, when you when you told me about this article, told me to read it for this podcast. Yeah. It's like it's like when why was he demoted? <laughs> why was he removed from his position? Why uh, was he Yeah. It's not like he said anything incriminating to the government like secret tests being done and nothing. It was just nothing. A, a rational response or theory to everything. Everything. A boring response to everything. Yeah. Critters ate their face off. Mhm. Mm they froze to death because they got lost in a whiteout. Yep. Uh and there was a little baby avalanche. Yeah. So uh, my first response to you was when you were we were texting back and forth talking about this was obviously they didn't want to provide any sort of definitive response yeah. and answer to this. They wanted to keep people thinking. They wanted to keep people trying to come up with theories because that's all it's been for the past, you know, 60 years or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Long time. 
I believe your first text, though, was that little cocksucker's got an answer for everything, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because every time I said something, you were like, you had an an- you had a response for it because you just read it, I guess. And yeah. you were like, and he says this, and he said that. Yep. And sure, the, you know, it's like experts, man. It's experts. How many experts, especially nowadays, you know, this expert says this, you know, and yeah. then you've got an expert over here who's just as qualified, yep. whatever the whatever it is. And they'll come oh, up yeah. with a completely different uh, response or, you know, take on what's happening. Yeah. I was I watched a documentary also called a uh, an unknown compelling force, I think was the Which by the way was the documentary. That's also the explanation. That's important to, to mention that too, I think. Yeah. The original investigation in fifty nine. Yeah. That was the that was the response or that was what was on the report that really got everybody going because again that was a non-response that was a non there was no answer to what had happened yeah all this crazy stuff all those little bullet points radioactive you know people radioactive you know strange injuries yeah uh just the whole thing strange and then at the end of it the report basically just said that right? an unknown compelling force caused them to cut their way out of their tent and they died of natural call like, yeah. an unknown yeah. compelling force they couldn't overcome this unknown yeah. yeah compelling force and of course everybody's like what the hell is that yeah what's that mean? that is the that's what major... set this thing off right yeah for sure plus the you know the way the bodies were found like if they had run out of the tent fully clothed like they prepared for, but it looks like something to happen so fast. Yeah. That they just, we got to get the hell out of here. Let's go out the front door. Nope. I'm cutting the way out right here. Yeah. You cut your and way it's a out tiny of your tent. tent. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. Especially in those conditions. You've got people, uh, most of which in this group are all, uh, avid outdoorsmen mm-hmm. and know the consequences of cutting your shelter to pieces yeah. to escape. Uh, into horrible weather. Yeah. In practically no clothing. Anybody, you don't yeah. have to be a, a, you know. I would want to go out with what they were wearing if it was 32. Right. Exactly. Free, just freezing, but it'd be freezing cold. But this is negative 30 Fahrenheit. Right. It's and ridiculous. We, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind would do that. Which was also one of the theories too, right? They had some sort of, uh, they had encountered or eaten some some mushrooms, some mushrooms, or some, yeah, some drug activity going on. Yeah, was this something that they had picked up along the way somewhere, or something they brought with them? Uh, I couldn't remember what. Well, what they said was that uh, the the Monsies, the locals, they right. were, they they would use these mushrooms quite often, and they would hang them from trees, like lower branches, to let them dry out and stuff. Right. So maybe the group saw some and were like oh we're gonna take a little bit of mushroom this will be fun tonight <laughs> and then or, they all just tripping and lost their shit yeah or maybe they maybe they run, ran into some of the people and they were just like hey why don't you guys take some of these they're fun a little trade yeah a little barter a little yeah. trade yeah so that's yeah so they, they were just tripping on shrooms and they freaked out ran out that's the theory of the mushrooms that's really it there's, there's no more to that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so and some let's go into some of the other theories while we're um Kind of okay. talking about, you know. We're talking about the, the Monsies. That's 
probably the main, the biggest, one of the biggest theory, one of the main. That wasn't few one of the theories. ones that he eliminated. Then he he left that one in. I think was so. talking about eliminating yeah. seventy two or seventy three of the seventy five. Yeah. Yes, they're saying that obviously these are people that are just around there. They know the area. They know how to hunt, stalk, right? They have all these, like in the pictures, again, there's a lot of tree markings and, you know, stuff like that. And they, it is known that they did meet with these people. So they're saying that uh, perhaps the group stumbled upon a shrine of some sort or something like that. Maybe or a took, sacred area yep. that they weren't supposed to uh, go into. Yep, yep. And maybe they didn't appreciate that, and they killed them. And also, there, there's a rumor from back in the 30s, before this, that there was a geologist in the, air, in the area, and they tied her up and threw her in the lake, the Monsi people. And uh, that's it. It's just that, though. It's a rumor. There was zero evidence, but everybody had that on their, uh, you know, on they the were brain, thinking that already. Yeah, yeah, so they're already like uh, these fucking people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they killed them. Yep. They killed them. Yep. And, but there's also, like I said, no evidence. And there's the Monsies, from what I could tell, like nobody's ever said a bad thing about. It. They weren't. They're nonviolent. There's no like prohibited areas from that. It's just you know they hide right. their shrines very well. Nobody yep. ever runs onto those. And also another part of that is none of their property was stolen. Nothing on their clothes, nothing. Everything was still there. It was all still there. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You know, that's why I guess there were so many theories anyway, is because, well, you had a little bit of this happening and this to create this theory, then you had some of this, and Mm -hmm. this kind of created a theory. And none of these theories seem to all, you know, take it all the way. I know. (laughs) To explain everything away. I know. It's very weird. Yeah, yeah. And then... You know, I guess we you touched on this earlier the the UFO theory. Right, there's always the UFO theory. Yep, they're saying a UFO showed up and scared the bejesus out of these guys so bad, yeah, that they ran into the, they cut their way out and ran into the woods. And this would explain the radiation too, the strange radiation on them. Yes, and some sort of interaction with extraterrestrial life. Yep. Yep, yep, and there is a uh, there's a picture. It's one of the one of the big ones of this case is frame thirty four. If you Google that, Dyatlov Pass frame thirty four, it looks just like looks like nothing. It looks just like a orbs blob. There's a lot of th- people are saying it's Some like sort of a weapon. A uh, people are saying it is a rocket streaking through the air. A UFO in the sky that, right, he just quick, that he just quickly tried to get a picture of it. Get a picture of. And another theory is that there's a face peering into the tent that the guy tried to quickly snap a picture. We're looking at the picture right now. Yeah, we're looking at. I can't. Make it looks out like of it. nothing. And on that Dyatlov pass, it's out of focus too. So what you're looking at is just blur. Yeah, and what they're saying is that is like a shot taken from the lab when they developed the pictures. Like, that was the last little click, like a test picture or one to just empty the roll out, I guess. It doesn't, yeah. I don't know, film? I'm not sure what film is, but... <laughs> but, yeah. So, that's that's kind of how that's Those aren't been, uncommon. Those at the ends of the rolls, I guess, is what they're to, saying. Yeah. Is that yeah. those funky... Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but also that that could have been some sort of test 
That was another theory. There was some sort of military testing of weapons. Yep, rockets. And they stumbled into this area where weapons were being tested. If not rockets, then perhaps something else, some other weird... Oh, yeah. I've read that one before, too. Long time ago, not even any preparing for this. Not that I prepared for this episode at all. But uh, that there was some sort of damn ray gun they were using on Mm -hmm. them or some shit. Yep. Right? Yeah. But the as far as the the UFO the, the lights the rocket streaks and everything the rocket test seventy kilometers away there were uh, geologists that also reported seeing streaks of light in the sky. Well, see now that is that's that's what keeps this shit going. <laughs> yeah, on yeah on that night I didn't know that. So see that's what that's what I'm talking about with this thing. It's like Mister Answer Man over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, lots of people can come up with all kinds of theories mm-hmm. and ex- try to explain away. Yes, they could have done this. Yes, they could have had this happen. But again, we don't know. Yeah. And, and we're never going to know. Yeah. And I, I got a quote here from, uh, well, I don't have the quote. Where the hell did I go? <laughs> but uh, here we go. Lev Ivanov, back in 1959, he was the lead investigator in charge. And he claims that there was an interview in the 90s. Did you read this? This is the guy that, that originally said uh, unknown compelling force yeah. or something like that? Yeah. yeah. He was in charge. In the 90s, he did an interview, and he said that his superiors told him to remove any information about streaks of light, military tests, See? UFOs, anything like that. Here we go again. Yep. And uh, there were burn marks in the trees, he says. That and this is a quote confirmed that some kind of heat ray or power powerful force whose nature is completely unknown to us at least acted selectively on specific objects, like it was shooting the people. Yeah, like it was aiming for them. Aiming, yeah. See, yep. And the mystery continues. I know, but then also debunkers of that people are saying that he just did that interview for the money and was just saying that stuff to get. Because you know, yeah. Who's saying that? Anybody yeah. could say that. Yeah. But maybe he was like, hey, I'm near the end of my life. I'm going to go ahead and speak my mind on this thing now. And Yeah. That's a lot, a lot of old senators and people do that. Like Canadian prime minister was talking about UF, we're dealing with aliens. We're in talks with aliens and stuff like that. Like, I think they just get a little giggle out of it. Just <laughs> I don't like, know. Let's just throw them a, you know. Yeah. Throw maybe. them a loop here. Maybe. You never know. And then. Uh, you would do that. Oh, yeah. I know you would do yeah. that. Who was it? Uh, if you were in that position. If you were near death. For sure. Oh, <laughs> just yeah, like, especially uh, if I knew I was going to die soon. It'd be like, yeah. Yeah, we're, we've been... we, I am one. And then I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, what are some of the other theories? So Yeti, basically, there's not too much to that. Yeah, Keith. if you look up Dyatlov Pass frame 17, that shows... Is what, that the, 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 the figure in the woods? Yeah, that's what they show as what they claim is a yeti but it's but then you can see the hood here being worn yeah. by yeah we're looking at that one now and it's just like it's a guy just looking around the, it, it is a creep if you just don't know what it was it's a creepy picture it's a very creepy picture like the it's blurry it's yeah. out of focus yep yeah, and it looks just like like a something creeping around the 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 trail watching them you know like it's like it's stalking them a little bit yeah but it looks like it also is just a guy in a snowsuit, you know, next in line. He's just taking a picture. You know, as you're looking through these pictures here, it just it doesn't, you know, all that snow, that's just, that looks like snowfall to me. 
Yeah. It doesn't look like any sort of a slab or anything has moved over to the, you know, and covered it that way. Especially, like I said, with the, you know, we, the tent poles and stuff still standing, it would have pushed all that stuff over. Yeah. But the, I guess the, the cuts on the tent were made on that one side, right? From the, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the side going down towards yeah, the, the, the tree line. Of the, yeah. Yep. So. I don't know. It just, it, it's still, even with the explanations yeah. uh, that this guy provided, it still doesn't make any sense when you, you know, and again, we're not even, we haven't given you all the information here. Obviously, no. you can't possibly no. go into, like I said, go to that Diet Love Pass. If you want to do a deep dive on your own, dietlovepass.com is where you need to go. That's got everything. Everything you could possibly want. Yeah. Uh, all the theories. Yeah. You know. And pictures and, Yeah. Then there's also, oh yeah, we just did the Yeti theory, which Adam, I'm not even buying that at all. The Yeti, there's yeah, a yeah. there was a whole Discovery Channel thing like the Killer Yeti of Ural, <laughs> like they did a whole, and it was based on that picture. Like oh, they just, just kept going back to that, just off of that picture. Yeah, it was it was dumb. Very one of those. When did Discovery Channel turn into this over dramatized crap channel? It's not good. What, I remember. All. I remember wanting to watch that as a youngster, because it was gonna be something about animals. I was like, "Hell yeah, this is awesome!" You might now, learn something. Yeah, the, the only good re, like reality show they have, I think, is Deadliest Catch. I can, I, for some reason, I can watch that over and over again. It's the same thing. Same thing. But I love it. Did you but, uh, mention the name of the article? The Douglas Preston. Uh, I just, I had it here. I was it? gonna let people. Uh, very good article. I guess it's the title is uh, has an old Soviet mystery at last been solved. And again, that's an article he wrote for the New Yorker. That's May tenth of twenty twenty one. Yeah, he also didn't he do stuff that you you're in like the Monkey God and all that. He he did he did do that right? Yeah, he did a book called he wrote a book called uh, the Lost City of the Monkey God. Yeah, okay. And um, I noticed he's been included sometimes. Which, by the way, I need to mention this too. The before I forget, real fast, do it. The dietlovepass.com people they do have some issues with his article, so uh, they have sort of a bullet point set up there. As thorough as his article is, um, they do have a few issues with it, and I'll bring those up here in just a second. But yes, he has uh, and does write rather adventurous uh, yeah. stories. Kind of chronicling things that he's yeah. done. Yeah. For and, example, the no. Lost City of the Monkey God. Yeah. And real quickly, may have mentioned that before. That was the guys looking for a city, lost civilization, if you will. And I know you will. And this uh, is this is nonfiction, right? This is nonfiction, okay. right? And uh, they were looking for a, a lost civilization. I think it was in Honduras, in uh, La Mosquilla. You know the movie The Mosquito Coast? Is that, okay. That was, That's yeah. where this was. There we go. It's a very dense, uh, very dangerous area down there. You've got lots of uh, like drug running and stuff like that. But also you've got the uh, snakes, obviously. Uh, bugs. Disease. Um, I'm trying to think of that one thing was leishmaniasis or something like that. Where you can basically get like a protozoa from some kind of damn bug that's down there yeah. and it gets into your blood, you know. God. And I think he actually got that. I think he got. I think Douglas actually got that. Had to really? be treated for that. Several of them did. Hmm. 
uh, because there's not a lot of people that go into these areas, you know, and that's where they were going and that's where they had to set up base camp and do all their research. Uh, but I've seen where Douglas Preston was sort of, uh, has been critiqued like Graham Hancock, for example, uh, sort of glamorizing, you know, like yeah. doing but, these things. But how do you, how do you not, right. like you're asked to go down and chronicle and write on yeah. uh, an expedition that's going to be looking for a lost civilization. So how the hell are you supposed to just write the damn yeah. book? Yeah, and especially for Douglas Preston, he is one of my favorite authors of fiction. His Pendergast series with Lincoln Child, like there's like 20-something books. He's just a great fiction writer. So yeah. he just takes these real things and just makes them interesting, almost to the point where it sounds like it's fiction. Yeah, I mean, and just the very nature of the uh, information he's yeah. providing you is, I mean, it's, it's, it's not boring subject matter yeah. at yeah. all. You know, yeah. it's not every day you get to go and, you know, go to a rainforest yep. uh you know and all of the dangers that that are going to be you know in front of you and you get to write on that and you know chronicle the day-to-day -day activities i think they used you know something called lidar which is uh, basically some sort of like radar from an aircraft and that's basically how they discovered you know yeah your phone has that now did you know that i did not the new ones do so you can so if you hold it up to your living room and if you want to see what a new couch would look like, you just get the picture and it just puts it in your living room. Like, Fascinating. So it's kind of like they're using that now for, you know, interior design. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. But uh, I've just I've just read that one book of his in this article, but I haven't read any of his other. Yeah. We well, did another one called Jenny, which is uh, no Jenny might be fiction. Dinosaurs in the attic. That's what it is. And it's about him. He used to work at uh, the. Natural History Museum in New York, and he went through whatever their version of the attic is, but he all their old stuff, and he just... Their kinda, archives. Yeah, he just kind of talks about all that stuff. A lot of his fiction books take place in the Natural History Museum. The Relic, you ever see that movie? I've, I've heard of it, the but I don't Relic, think I've ever seen it. It's based on one of their books, and it's about a creature from some strange land that's brought over as one of like the relics to the museum. The creature goes crazy. King Kong, the mummy. Sort of, yeah. And then uh, Tom Sizemore has to save the day. Tom but, Sizemore. Yeah. He's the detective. I see. In charge of the case. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just like, you know, I've seen, uh, and this was something that actually Graham Hancock posted on Twitter, and it was some sort of a science magazine, I think, you know, it's all the naysayers. You're not allowed to have your own opinion and, you know theories on things so a lot of these guys like preston i guess they get included in that yep and uh but just to go back real quick to you know this article and the dyatlovpass.com people um like i was saying they had some issues with his uh some of his information i guess and you know some of it's pretty benign some of their bullet points it's not really not not you know little little things yeah uh, and some of them, however, were, you know, kind of important. For example, like I emailed you, uh, you know, one of these things. Yeah. What was he talking about? Uh, well, he says, this is Douglas Preston saying in his article, quote, on a route that no Russian, as far as anyone knew, had taken before. This is what he's saying about this group. Yeah. Uh, the Dyatlov group was going someplace they'd never. And then, of course, their response to this was not true. 
the group had found to see something uh, on Orton, February 27th, 1959. The following note left in 1956 by a Moscow hiking group, basically saying that, you know, they were familiar with this This area. is an area that people have, yeah. You know, that's kind of a big deal when you're saying that nobody knew where they were going. Yeah. They were just basically venturing off into unknown lands. Yep. You know. Yep. But there's a whole list of them. They've got a pretty pretty good uh, amount of uh, notes. And also they were saying that they had, what, they had contacted him or something? Did you read any of that? Where they were talking about that? The group contacted him? The foundation? Uh, yeah. They had contacted Douglas about uh, some of this. No, I didn't read any of that. Is that in the article? I think it was just in the... Um, or on dietlovepass.com. On dietlovepass.com. Gotcha. Uh, no, I did not see that. But they they overall did not like the article. But the, I couldn't I mean, really the, get a vibe for what what they were saying. Yeah. As to whether or not they condoned what he said in his article. Yeah. I mean, the, the article really was mm. just kind of giving a better backstory than I did and also talking about the latest investigation. Just just to quickly go go back to it, it says a well-written article came out in the New Yorker. And this is what they're saying on their website. May 10th, blah, 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 2021. Uh, and they say they consulted the author with in, on the case since December 22nd, 2020. Unfortunately, our theory was not included and we were not given credit in the article for the assistance we provided. However, as consolation, Douglas Preston left me the following endorsement. Quote, this is Douglas Preston speaking, the Dyatlov Pass incident is one of the most confounding mysteries of the 20th century. Since it occurred in the Soviet Union 62 years ago, it has gained worldwide fame and an international following, resulting in dozens of books, articles, and documentary films. Uh, Tadora Hodjinsky, is that her name? One of the world's uh, foremost authorities on the Dyatlov Enigma, and also the creator of the DyatlovPass.com, the most compre- comprehensive website on the subject. I highly recommend her work. That's what he said about them. Okay. Uh, so, but still, you know, she seemed a little, little, little miffed. A little miffed. <laughs> yeah. And I think she was in that documentary that I watched, The Unknown Compelling Force, which... It, it was not write an article on it like he did, but yeah, I think she devoted she, her life to it. Yeah, yeah, and she yeah she's talking about all kinds of stuff with this director who had a lisp that really took me out of it. Which so if you if you watch a documentary, I hope that that wrecks it for you. Me just listen to listen for his lisp. It's also very over dramatized. Him looking at pictures with flashing lights, like 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 you know like, like a pictures behind him of the past and he's like looking at it while he narrates and then it's like he's looking at a picture and he gets a marker and circles something and then Ooh. like oh yeah what are you looking at yeah it's the same information Nothing. but he does go to the past and he sees the monument he sees the monsi it's not that bad but go ahead i'm sorry to interrupt no 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 it's uh i'm, I'm just looking through uh some of the other things i was just was going to point them out real quick okay uh in the article he says on the trunk bits of skin and torn clothes were found and their response to this was, there is nothing in the case files about this, only the emotional words of Ivanov in the Mystery of the Fireballs, published 30 years after the events, where he also speaks about UFOs. 
That's so that, see, that's yeah. like that kind of throws it. Um, yeah, and Ivanov was the lead guy in 1959. And in these are big the These are kind of big things. Like yeah. I said, in this list that they have, there's some that are you know mm-hmm. just little nitpicky things. Don't really matter in the grand scheme of trying to figure out what the hell happened to these people. Yeah, and then the others are you know sizable points that you don't want to get wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But anyway, just thought I would bring that up. If you read this article, just know not everything in that article is probably correct. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, it's difficult when you're doing something like that and you're mm-hmm. writing something like that because you, a, you want to entertain your readers. Uh, yep. And b, it's common mistake. He may be in the time allotted. He wasn't able to figure all this out and attempted yeah. to word it in such a way that it would just you please know, everybody. Please everybody yeah. and not, you know. I don't think you I don't think it's possible with a case like this. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, you know. Right. Different theories. To get it right. A lot of people from different sides looking at things. Yeah. But, you know, these things were noticeable not, notable by the uh by the people over there at dietlovepass.com. Just just make sure people know that that's not correct. Yeah. And like I said, they have all the information there. Well, so anyway, I, you know, walk away from it. We don't know what the hell happened to these people. Yeah. What's your theory? Huh? Oh, yeah. We got to do that real quick. <laughs> I got to say, I'm, I think I might be sticking with dipshit curry with the cocksucker that has all the answers. The guy, they just, they just, they removed him from his position. I think. And they send him down. It makes a lot of sense. And it's, it's. Go cut some trees, bro. You like, don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> like, man. Like, like we were saying. The simplest answer is probably the answer. Why did they remove him from his position, though? What do you think what happened there? I, I mean, know. my theory was is it, that they just didn't want to give people an official response to this thing. Yeah, that or maybe he did. Maybe just because he did it without authorization, he, they it just pissed them off. They are Russian. There is that. Yeah, it's that seems fishy to me. That whole thing. I know. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. And it seems like he being that he's Russian, he would know. That he probably shouldn't just give a press conference and give a bunch of theories, and if he hasn't gotten the okay, yeah. From I wonder the if there was if there was more to that story. If he's they're like, no, you can't. He's like, I'm going to do it anyway. Like there was a whole backstory to his rebellious act. It's like more mystery now surrounds it. Yeah, you know, more mystery surrounds this uh, this case, this incident. Yeah. Well, Andre, if you're listening, I'm on your side, and we would love to have you on. Tell us about your expedition Let's in 2019. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You're Russian. We can't do in that this now. day and age. Nope. Never mind. Yeah, we have some problems with yeah. it. I think. Yeah. Uh so that's your theory. Is just you're going th- with this guy. I guys. think so because there's there's some that they were like mistaken for fugitives from from the gulags in the area, right? Like prisons. I don't know the whole murder thing. I don't really get because they they odd injuries. Yeah, like when the, you really start looking at the injuries um, and the diagrams and stuff, and the yeah. specifics, when you really get into the details, then you just like that doesn't make sense. No, any one of these that they've attributed to it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I but, mean, I'm not always going to go with a crazy, wild, paranormal uh, explanation for something like that. I'm not always going to do that. But, you know, it's like uh, when we've done, you know, missing 411 stuff, Dennis yeah. Martin, uh, P. 
people try to uh, just explain away like Susan Clements when she disappeared at Klingman's Dome in 2018. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. The logical explanation doesn't make sense. She's yeah. within earshot of the parking lot and she somehow manages to miss all the signs of which there are many up there. You, We went up there. You saw them yourself. Yeah. I am not an outdoorsman and I could not have gotten lost there. If I tried, I don't think. It's a well-worn path. Yeah. Signs everywhere. She makes her way, bypasses the parking lot altogether goes all the way up to the Appalachian Trail, then hikes miles down it, and then just decides to go off trail. Like people, you know, one person I was talking to tried to explain this away as kidney failure. She was doing, you know, renal failure. Like renal she, failure. Renal. She was, die, She it was happening then, and she it was kind of... It was happening as she was, she was yeah, disoriented, out of it a little confused bit. kind of a thing. Uh, but again, you know, I don't know. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, like, the yeah. logical explanation... You know, what it, you know what that probably was that made her go down, made her not go to the parking lot? It sounds to me like it was some kind of unknown compelling force <laughs> right. that just caused it. I almost kind of think that that particular case is, it almost seems like she was... Like somebody grabbed her and just forced her at gunpoint up there. Yeah. Took her took her away from everything. Otherwise, why would you have gone up there Yeah, and gone that way? Squatch. Even when you get to the AT up there from the trail she was on, there's another sign that tells you exactly which way to go. I mean, we're not going to go all the way back into missing 411 yeah. episodes from way back when. But, like, you know, it's just my point is we're trying to explain. You can explain everything away. You can come up with something. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's make it so. That's true. What do you uh, What do you think? What do, Have you heard the theory about – we'll do one more theory real quick. Okay. That uh, three of the – Three members of the group were KGB agents. The rest didn't know it. Yeah. And they were on a mission to uncover CIA agents. There was one where it was like one guy was kind of sketchy in the group. It was the oldest one. He was 38. And he was, they were on some sort of a a semi-secret mission to rendezvous with somebody and to give them some information and maybe something with this went bad. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy theories. Yeah. He's saying that, he, and he also it was it was Semyon Zolotaryov. He had it also. This is just a, something to throw into the confusion. Also, uh, he had a mysterious tattoo that has been untranslated, and nobody knows what the hell it meant. It was just. I'm just gonna say the letters. I'm gonna show you. It's D A E R M M U A Z U A Y A, and nobody knows. What that means, what it's about. He His family didn't know. His friends didn't know. Yeah, that's weird. So that's just a odd thing as well. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, there's like controlled. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Controlled environment experiments, KGB experiments. Like they were part of some experiment. They were killed by the KGB. Also during when. Some people say when they got to the collapsed tent, there was a flashlight on top, like somebody had been there before them. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the, but then there's no footprints, but yeah, it's, who knows? There's snow, how are you going to hide the footprints? There's a lot of, (laughs) you know, yeah, Yeah. you know, there's just, there's so much information, little things that are huge things that will tell you so much that uh, we don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can't get 
you know, yeah. so. There, there, there are two more, just really quick, that I want to go through. They're being attacked by a wolverine. I thought that was pretty funny. Like, they, they cut their way out because the wolverine was trapped in the inside flap of the tent trying to get out, too. But yeah, they were so scared of the wolverine. It just it's like some... But why would they run shit. all the way down to the... Yeah, you know? And then, the, of course, this is your theory, I think, was the snowmobile. <laughs> Mine? Yeah. Oh, this is your favorite one of them. Death by snowmobile was the... The theory that somebody some, hit the at hit, some hit their point tent with in the middle of the night, uh, their tent was hit by someone on a snowmobile who just did a hit and run. He just took off, and then somehow that just sent them in, into a total panic. <laughs> yeah, to where they couldn't handle it, and they just ran away. Yep. So well, I guess it would explain some of the injuries. Yeah, the massive chest trauma, but then a mile away there—that's where they ended up. The snow, her tongue and eyes got caught in the snowmobile belt and just ripped off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, you can go online and find all the pictures and everything. There, it's it's you know, yeah, that's what's so weird about it too. Is there's just pictures of everything. Yeah, see that one right there, that picture that's up right now. It's weird cloud. For, look up infrasound. It's the opposite of ultrasound. That's another theory is that during the wind, the wind hit the mountain at just the right. You know, such a blunt for, force to on the other side. You know, it's kind of steeper hit the thing, created mini tornadoes, like in that picture. Really? And that creates such, one, it's a scary sound. It's like the force of those tornadoes can tear a house apart, each one of those little mini tornadoes. Huh. And then also there's this thing called infrasound, which apparently, according to the So these are here, like natural, you're talking this is, about this natural. This is a natural, yeah, natural In, in occurrence. the group of theories that there are, there are lots of natural unknown possibly yeah um atmospheric conditions yep. that were just right yep that created these things that yep. happened okay and and those those tornado that sound that also creates a uh an uh, infrasound that has the effects on the human body including loss of sleep shortness of breath and extreme dread i've never heard of such a so, thing so that's just something to think about there too but uh, so. you know, I I am. Let's put it this way, okay? Let's put it this way. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What do you got? I'm a I'm a firm believer. Okay. We're gonna talk about you know unknown, um, atmospheric or environmental conditions, things that we don't quite fully understand and know about. I'm yeah. a firm believer in those. Oh yeah. That that could segue into an episode we were actually gonna do a long time ago, but yeah. just a always reading more on it and yeah. you were reading some on it i got a whole book on it yeah an actual it, book not a kindle a book the right was a paper in it yeah books uh just constantly consuming information on this i don't know why i'm fascinated by it but it's the uh it's the bermuda triangle yeah but not and just that though. like not the whole just phenomenon that. itself it's not just that but it's uh maybe certain areas of the planet where these things can kind of yeah. manifest themselves more regularly. Yeah. And uh, I guess maybe, not to say that that was my actual theory as to what happened to the Dyatlov group. Yeah. Dyatlov group. Dyatlov. But maybe it was some sort of crazy environmental, uh, yeah. you know, atmospheric, yeah. time warp, uh, crazy wild thing that happened to them. Yeah. Which I guess that's so one of the theories too. 
Yeah. Well, it was like, are you talking about the teleportation experiments? Gone wrong? Not necessarily something man-made, but, you know, it's like uh, in the Bermuda Triangle book uh, that we were, I think that's the one you read recently by Gian Quasar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that. Yep. Yeah, that's a big thing in that book is what he's talking about. Uh, lots of these stories, people see and experience strange things and their instruments fail. Like you're talking about airplanes and ships. Yeah. And and that is a very prominent thing that's happened in the Bermuda Triangle. That's not just, you know, made up bullshit. There no. are places where these things happen on a on a more frequent basis. Yeah. You ever heard of the... So I, I guess you could say my theory, if you were to ask me that question, would yeah. be that maybe something like that happened here. Okay. That, yeah. And it's it falls a, just into the category as, of... Yeah. It's just as plausible as anything else. Yeah, because like, you know, up until what? How I don't know when exactly they were like, finally, okay, we know that rogue waves are a real thing. Yeah. For a long time, that was bullshit. And yep. nobody believed that was a deal, that you could just, oh, a ship's cruising along... The seas are calm, and then out of nowhere, a ship can be sideswiped by a, a massive 100-foot wave and yeah. just completely obliterated. But now they know that that absolutely can happen and does. Yeah, So sure. I'm all about these strange atmospheric and what all that could possibly lead to from there. What airplanes and ships you know, fly and sail into. Yeah. And some It'd may be- not return. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and some live to tell the tale what they saw, and it's some yeah, crazy stuff. Which, by the way, that book, the Bermuda Triangle book, there's a really good, and that story has been told in several places. Was that uh, kind of that tugboat uh, ship guy? Yeah, when his uh, rope was going to the to the thing that he was, I don't know if it was like a a barge or something he was pulling. Yeah, but he couldn't see his barge. And the rope was essentially just going off into nothing, but it was yeah. still erect. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it was yeah. still going out. Yeah. It's a very strange story. We can get into that later, obviously. But yeah. anyway. I read a book called The Dragon's Triangle. You ever hear of that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Which is if you were to skewer the earth through the Bermuda Triangle on the directly on the other side off the coast of Japan, there's another creepy ass area. The there's Dragon's just an Triangle. area where these things are more prevalent. Yep. But this isn't to say that they're just prevalent in the ocean. This is, uh, you know, we're getting into sort of like talking about something that's called electric fog mm-hmm. or magno, magne, was it magnet electric? I can't remember now. There were so many different names for it because yeah. it's listed and named time differently slips. in different books. What's that? Some time slips. Time slips. Yep. Where, where things don't add up. Yeah. Glitches in the matrix. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, we're not going to do this right now. No, I just no. Go and this go is a teaser go. for what's to come, I guess. Right. At some point, we're going to do a At whole episode. At some point, on it. yeah. I just keep reading up on it, so I yeah. want to probably know. multiple parter. Definitely, yeah. Because I just keep reading, and more and more, you know, yeah, more and more stories, more and more information. Yep. A lot of people have documented this stuff over the years, so I don't know. Maybe that was something that happened here. Yeah, I mean, it makes just as much sense, right? Anyway, well, let's call it quits on that one. What do you say? I think so. We're almost two hours in. Man, yeah. Good. That was good. So, uh, do you want to give a should preview the the next episode we plan that, on doing? With, is the next one for sure going to be that? You think? I think so. Do it. Uh, a good friend of mine, been a friend since kindergarten. This guy, he's an animal expert, and we're going to be 
talking to him, another interview, terribly vexed interview, uh, we're going to be talking about animals that are being dis- rediscovered, I guess. People that we kind of thought these animals had gone extinct. Yep. They're they're finding them again. The dodo. They just found a dodo. What? I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's just, crazy. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. But he's, he's going to be a great guy to talk to about anything related to uh, the animal kingdom. Yeah. And he actually, uh, this wasn't my idea or Justin's idea. This was his idea. I was talking to him, uh, this guy, Kevin, and uh, he gave us this idea. And uh, he said, you should do an episode on this. And I said, why don't we have you on the show and you can talk about yeah. it? Because so I don't know anything about this. So he's into that, too. Like It's not just he's an animal guy. He's also into that. He works, works at a zoo Love and it. has worked with animals his entire life. Love it. Gorillas, elephants. Almost... Oh, that elephant story is scary. Yeah, let we'll him let tell him tell it. that yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, And uh, just goes to show, once an animal becomes a beast, I'm out. I'm <laughs> right. done. Horse and up. I think I'm done. Yeah, you know what? Large pig too. Those scare me. I don't <laughs> like being in a pen with those. Yeah, either. wild boar. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's worked with reptiles. Uh, he's worked at vets with vets. He's just he knows his stuff when it comes to dealing with uh, the wildlife. I love it. And he's going to tell us a lot about that. He's been preparing for weeks now, so look forward to that show. That should be our next one. I love it. I hope so. Excellent. All right. Well, like we said, if you go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, send us that email with that screenshot. We will sign my Love notes and send it to you. So Exciting. Do that. Do that. Nobody hopped on that Richard Bird Lost Diary contest either. That just blows my mind. Idiots out there. I'm keeping it. Yep. All right. Well, go ahead and do that. Just, you know. Also, do us a favor and tell a friend about the show. Yeah, tell a friend. Yeah. Check uh, out our Instagram. Yeah. I post stuff there regularly. Yes, you do. I think most people think we our podcast just consists of an Instagram page <laughs> and there's no actual podcast, but we do do and, them occasionally. Uh, I know. We need to do an episode about something like that because you post mo- mostly just like government shenanigans stuff well that's my yeah area of expertise yeah, yeah, i yeah. guess you'd say for sure so yeah we can we, we can do one of those we two. zip on over that side of things we will yeah we will uh, we'll do that next huh well okay. after well the, after right yeah okay well uh this has been it for justin and josh thanks for uh joining us yep uh till next time huh <laughs>